0: Welcome to Tales from the Tables
1: with your hosts, Rob Bradley,
2: John Charles Ceccarelli, and James Burroughs.
0: Ooh, happy Halloween!
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes, well, we all had course. to do it didn't we <laughs> yeah
0: right yeah how are you guys doing well good like yeah yeah
2: not cool. bad not bad excited to be back at the mic let's yeah, right. do this yeah.
0: two, two yes. weeks off yeah two I know. Lovely weeks off what have you guys been up to anything cool um,
1: oh nice. yeah actually i went to um so last last week um went to a halloween um, themed uh, sort of like haunted house type thing uh, called Primeval in Norwich, which oh, is wow. fantastic. So they've got like a, a lovely Evil. food truck area, yeah. And there's like five different zones, and it's like one of those haunted house. People jump out at you, chase you with chainsaws, all that oh, wow. right, stuff. Right. Um, but it's really, <laughs> it's nice. really cool. So is it like very a cool? Store.
0: Purely for Halloween, or is it all year round?
1: Or no, it's purely Halloween. So they're set up for mm. I think a few weeks in October each year um, at a nice. dinosaur. Like park, it's like a kid's dinosaur play park type thing. So there's all these huge, like terrifying looking dinosaurs staring over you the entire time, and there's like lovely walks through the forest. Um, That's amazing. Oh, that sounds so so cool. I want to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I was going to
2: ask you, are you well? Did you dress up for this, or did you just go as a civilian to be scared?
1: No, civilian to be scared. There were um there were a couple of people dressed up who weren't working there, but I think most yeah most people. Mm didn't dress up for it i feel like you're sort of like treading on people's toes if you go there dressed up all spooky
3: Mm.
1: rock on okay cool
2: I, I feel like I haven't done anything for Halloween. I, I haven't dressed up. I haven't gone to any parties. I'm like, I, I got to figure something out in the next day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> or like literally half a day, probably. Will you,
0: will you have will you have, um, trick-or-treaters knocking on your door, JC?
2: Probably. So our, our house is famously, like, we don't decorate for Halloween, but it looks so run down and old and, like, unraked and everything that, and it's just an old-looking house that I think it's the most haunted house on the block. We don't need the decorate all right we have the (laughs) dead trees and the leaves everywhere and the old dark wooden shingles and all this other stuff that's just yeah it's just that one house where the weirdos live do you have do you have a porch um, we don't know. We have a crumbling concrete stair that leads up to the front wooden door. Oh, and man. Um, that's like four inches thick and reinforced and this and that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, was... I think people have been trick or treating less in recent mm. years because they're afraid to come up to the house. And it's great. Like, I'm, I love that.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Someone was saying the other day, I don't know who it was, uh, someone I was talking to, saying about how the, the reason why in New York the steps. You go up steps to go to your front door, rather than having mm-hmm. your front door on a level. You go up some steps to get to it, and it's something yeah. to do with the horses, isn't it? Like the horse, the horse poo, or something to do with that. Like like, oh, really? Ooh, appa- no apparently, idea. apparently, it was something to do with the horses, um, because there was so much uh, like poo everywhere. Apparently, right? <laughs> right. The street, apparently. That they they used to because apparently there's, there's uh, by the steps there's like a thing for you to scrape your shoes on. Get your, uh,
2: get oh, the, get the I guess your? I guess in the city that is true. I have seen it's that a fair bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah come, I, I never realized it had to do with that, but that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So you could scrape hmm. your shoe and yeah. not have to like come in directly from street level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, interesting.
0: Apparently, anyways. You know, yeah. So I think so ours. Rubber... <laughs> Sorry, no, I was just going
2: to say. I think our house in in our neighborhood, uh, a lot of the houses are just like that. We have um kind of like the main house is on the second floor, and then the mm-hmm. bottom one tends to act either as like a spare area or the first floor sometimes is what we consider a basement, even though it's not truly underground and stuff like that. But it's yeah. reinforced with concrete from the bottom, so it feels like a basement and That's it's cooler. It. So yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 I, it's just um,
1: weird. It's crazy to me that rather than just do something about the amount of horse poo they've just been like you know what we'll We'll just build our houses get into their houses oh
2: god i might be i might be
0: totally wrong like whoever's told me this might be absolutely full of bs but, right, um, We're full of or, or, HS. Or hs horseshit. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm gonna choose Thanks. to believe it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I I come to think of it, actually, I have we I do have things bookending my Halloween experience that are creepy, right? Mm. Obviously, we have Roll Dark Fest, but over in November, which mm. is haunted themed, and yeah. then in September, I had gone to um California, and I was there with a few friends, and we did a whole bunch of haunted attractions at universal basically as soon as they opened for their like halloween horror nights and I, god i think we went through something like six of those haunted style attractions where you know people jump out at you with chainsaws and are creepy around the room but all of them themed for like different movies that were coming around around this time like the new chucky film and um the new i think it's an evil dead film and one of them was like a stranger things experience so there was vecna and oh, stuff cool. like that but yeah so It it felt different, but at the same time, you realized how much sameness was present in each of these. Like the room structure was kind of similar. The timing of that, like last haunted thing jumping out to scare you, kind of started to see. You started to see a pattern in it, and you're like, "Oh, I see. I see." The creative team cut some corners, and uh, I I see how this worked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Oh, yeah, I, I um I did a I, we, had, we had a little a little Halloween party at the weekend on um, nice. on Saturday. Had some some friends over. I was dressed as Gomez and Charlotte, my partner, was dressed as Morticia. Yes,
2: it was, it was couple yeah, goals.
0: Yeah, a couple <laughs> goals. Yeah, right. It was really good fun actually. But um, I think for the last two weeks, I spent most of my time trying to learn how to play this game here. Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf
2: Fortress. What is yes. that?
0: So it's one of the oldest it's been basically it's been around for about 20 years it's two brothers that have built this game and it's um it's probably the i think it's the very first colony sim game ever made and oh, okay. Whoa. So, so similar to like RimWorld that type of thing right, very sort right. of basic graphics the one you can actually buy the, well you, you can download the game for free uh-huh. but the, the game that you download for free has got such basic graphics it is literally like a dwarf is like a pound symbol or something like that and it's like really <laughs> blocky. It's re- its a really, really. it's <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> amazing. Entry is massive to get in, but they—they've they've literally. I think it was either two months ago or three months ago. They released the Steam edition, and it's about twenty-two pounds or twenty-six pounds, something like that. Uh-huh. But, um, but I've been getting into it because it is the depth in it is insane really like, so much depth to this game it's crazy yeah yeah it's really and like
2: really cool. and yet the f- the framework and the structure of it is like super basic and eight-bit looking from the cover yeah, of that thing yeah right? yeah well
0: well the, well the new the one they've, the one that's on, the one that's on Steam is a bit more of an updated graphic engine but it's still very basic it's very got it's it, like um it. like an old school Zelda game do you remember you like know what that also? reminds yeah, me yeah. of
2: do you yeah. guys do you guys watch community or have you seen yes. community yes. That, do you, Community. yeah there's a great i think james you'll know what i'm talking about but for those of you who haven't and rob maybe you haven't seen this one there's an episode where the characters go into a very old school retro-esque eight-bit video game and they play as little avatar versions of themselves right. and it's deceptively simple in the beginning but slowly they start to realize that the game is actually incredibly complex and abed unlocks like all this backroom stuff he ends up marrying a villager and siring like an army of miniature abeds to do work <laughs> for him and stuff and that's how they defeat that, the big bad at the end. That does <laughs>
0: sound like like dwarf dwarf fortress really that <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah.
2: based on that. I, I wouldn't it's, wonder if we're at least inspired by it. So it's yeah
0: very 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 similar to Minecraft in the sense of like you can have a look you can have like a really basic experience with it if you wanted to build yourself a fort, dig underground, have like a base and stuff. Lovely, lovely. Go out hunting have a kitchen, make food, feed your dwarfs. That's that. But with this, every single dwarf has their own individual personality, their own Whoa. individual goals in life. Um, some of them could be really lazy. Some of them could be really like ambitious, and it's just it's just crazy. Like you could <laughs> you could make a dorm for all your all your dwarfs, but one of them is refusing to sleep there because they want to have their own bedroom
2: that's insane yeah. or one, of, or one
0: of them has a phobia or one of them has a phobia for cats and you end up getting a stray cat and it just was like would not go anywhere near the cat and it's like that's it's hilarious like, always unhappy. It's, it's crazy, it's crazy. that's it's so, like so basic,
2: I love so
1: complicated exactly
2: oh, it's, it's ridiculous it's I ridiculous. love the idea of Incredibly, deceptively simple games with these ridiculously complex, like mechanics yeah. and secret personalities and stuff like that. That's so funny. Oh, it's,
0: it's really, really good. You need to
2: watch that episode of Community. You'd really appreciate it, Rob. I'll, well, I'll send you the oh, link. Oh. Yeah, send
0: it to me. I'll definitely check it out. Hilarious. Definitely will check it out. Yeah. So, how, how have your games been this week? Have you guys been running many games?
1: Yes. Uh, so, well, I had two last week. Had my my Spectarium game on Wednesday, uh, which was very fun. I have a story that I'll be telling later. <laughs> it tells for the cool. Table for that. Um, uh, still tough. running keys from the Golden Vault, and then I had uh, an in-person game, which was uh, was really nice to do. Oh, wow. uh, quite close to me, mm-hmm. um, so took took the old TV board game table um had some had some cool maps up and got to use a load of minis so yeah it was fun and they were a nice nice group of guys actually very cool sweet what
0: what's what's what terrain do you have james you've got like the is it what's it what's it called again
1: i've got some dwarven forge stuff um and what i do have as well as some mdf um sort of wooden um terrain so i've got like a ship that's um three layers Mm. and it's just essentially three layers of of wood and uh, held right. together by other bits, and there's no glue or anything involved. It's um yeah, I think I, I shipped it from a company called Tower Rex, and I've got a tavern that they've done as well. It's all MDF wood that sort oh, of all clicks sick. together like a almost like a puzzle. um So that, and that didn't need any glue either. But yeah, that's that's right. really good actually. It's got the it's cool. all gridded out on the inside and comes with like tables, chairs, a whole bar. So <laughs> I need to paint it really because at the moment it's just all wooden. So if you have everything that matches it, it'd be very stylized and cool. Mm. Um, but I have yeah. plastic terrain as well, so some of the buildings <laughs> I have look <laughs> painted, and then there's this one brown wooden <laughs> block. <laughs> yeah, well, it
0: doesn't matter. I think, I think it's like as long as you've got it there, it's it's, it's cool. It's that that's right? How you're kind of like in right. your game. I system. mean,
2: it's got to be better than marker on a, a chessex mat, which is yeah, you know, my yeah. version of in-person things. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool, James. Oh well, um wicked did they did they have a good time the private game yeah
2: yeah yeah definitely
1: um hopefully i get to run another game for them they've all they they were doing a game just before a load of them went off to uni uh so cool. hopefully they'll be in touch uh, when they get back they said um so maybe closer to christmas or uh, in a half term or something oh
2: i thought you meant like when they were done with their with their term like you know four years later after yeah <laughs> yeah right
0: they'll be back in four years remember
2: that legendary dnd session we had four <laughs> years ago let's redo it <laughs>
1: Uh, hopefully, West, closer than that. But yeah,
0: was it quite close to your your home, wasn't it? Was
1: it yes, it was. One? It was only yeah. a only a twenty minute drive. Which yeah, um, nice. when my car's died, it was very handy. Oh
0: yeah, um, oh, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the floods. The floods killed it, um, and it is oh, irreparable. Huge. So, a uh, new car yeah. is on the horizon. Does your insurance cover that or something? Uh, yes, it will. Thank just God. about. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I'll take a little bit of a hit on my no claims, but other, otherwise, right. I'm fine
0: it's right. a real it's a real fucker in the uk jc we get so many floods like it's just it's just really nights. jesus yeah yeah well especially, especially where james the and rain. i both live so james lives in cambridge and i live in oxford and mm. although they're quite far apart they're very flat mm. areas right right and they're just they're just typical floodplains. like they just get absolutely <sighs> Damn. like yeah horrendous there's a um, lot of, like history yeah. and,
2: and structure there i'm surprised that there's like not more yeah, system in like city infrastructure
0: it's why, or... it's why the raf choose it because you know they can just take off and not have to worry about it at the floods so they can yep. just you know, yeah. fly around <laughs> like, that's why you got loads of raf bases in oxfordshire and cambridge because it's just oh, so nice, flat nice. it's loads of sky loads of sky here Lo- so much, right. sky. So much um, sky. you could
1: see it all um, yeah, yeah well, the, all, where i live is technically or was an island um but they put all drainage in. So Ely, Ely is the near, is the city closest to me with the cathedral, uh, hmm. and it was the Isle of Ely. And then where I live is a place called Littleport, and that is right see, at one point a tiny port. Wow, um, that's cool. So I didn't they, know that. That's yeah, great. so they drained all the water with these huge ditches around um, around everywhere to redirect all the water. Um, but yeah, but it does mean that it is a bit of a flood risk. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah, damn. right. Yeah, to the point where your car gets. You know, whacked yeah. up. That that yeah. sucks. <laughs> oh
1: man! So I'm going to buy a slightly bigger car, and uh, yeah. not one that's transporting more terrain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it for the terrain. <laughs> what you look, what been
0: looking at? What what's on your radar? Um,
1: you oh probably maybe like a, a Vauxhall Crossland or a Seat oh, cool. Arona, oh. Oh, something yeah, nice. like
0: that. So you want something that's a bit more higher up? Yeah, something that's they...
1: higher, so I don't have to worry when I drive through puddles, uh, mm. <laughs> which is what which is what happened to me. So I was stranded at the roadside for, oh, for a while no. until Jade came oh, and rescued like me. That's um, my fear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the electrics all slowly dying in the car, and uh, the engine had completely oof. died. Well, yeah, terrifying. The, the pitch black in torrential rain on a single-track country road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey,
2: uh... The only time that ever happened to me was, ironically, in the middle of the desert in the middle of the summer. Really? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, this was the legendary trip when I moved out to the West coast. I'll never do that by car again. Um, but it was everything that could have gone wrong did like the car failed on the first day. We had to replace the transmission in a random town that we had never been in before. And, um, then we finally headed West after spending way too much money on that. And the car continued to have issues. And then we got to, we were so close. I think we were like, Two days away from our destination from L.A. and we were crossing the border between Arizona and New Mexico, which is that that's just all desert over there. And wow. for whatever reason, we got a hailstorm. In the, this shit. was in August too, and we just got a a thundering hailstorm which dented the. Fuck. Crap out of my car, and I couldn't see. We couldn't see. We got we ended up stranding the car on a bridge and like looking for shelter because we were afraid that something was going to happen. Jesus, and fuck. no traffic was moving. And there was the only way I could continue was following the lights of the truck that I could see in in front of me, which was probably only about 15 to 20 feet in front of me, but it looked like it was a mile away because that's how much rain and, and hail there was. Gosh. We got the car back, and it like limped its way back to california after that but it was a nightmare. it was random Jeez. and then then that night we got a something we'd never seen before um a red lightning storm i don't Fuck. know if you guys have ever seen oh, that it it, it looked like them. the apocalypse like there was <laughs> lightning sipping between the thunderclouds in, in the dark in the night up ahead of us and it was red That's not amazing. white or blue and we were like oh we're dead. This is it. This, this is the sign of God <laughs> well, we've being were, like, don't you uh, do arrived.
0: This. We've arrived in hell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is a oh, <laughs> Like, <Yeah. laughs> well. it, was, it was over.
0: It sounds to me like god was trying to tell you that maybe the move to california wouldn't be a good idea yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we stubbornly persisted but
2: um for some odd reason i've ended up back in new york oh look at that
0: yeah, bizarre. <laughs> i can't believe so you drove from new york to california
2: well technically we drove down first so we drove south to atlanta and then we headed west from there to california yeah
0: fucking hell that must have
2: been an epic be, three yeah. weeks three week trip <laughs> three weeks <laughs> three weeks we did some sightseeing what? um oh, right, okay. we did we did some mountain climbing we did some well not literal mountain climbing like we took the car and limped it up a mountain a few wow. times um and it, and it here's the worst part our lives this was my my ex-partner and i our lives were packed into that car right so yeah, everything right. of value that we owned All of our books, all of our memories, all of our clothes, all of our like our electronics, our computers, whatever. That was all packed into this one four-door sedan. It wasn't even like an SUV or anything. And it and that was and previously because I had been living with you guys in the UK, that car had sat on a lot for a year and a half without being driven, almost two years without being driven. So it was just. Every problem under the sun. I had to replace all four tires due to tire rot, the battery, three solenoids, the transmission. The Jesus. weight was too much for the car. Yeah. I finally sold it literally but, a couple but months
0: ago. Did you get to Wally World?
2: We did. We made it. We did. Did great. <laughs> okay, great.
0: Not, not everyone will get that reference, but. Uh... Yep. 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 <laughs> some, some we night. made it yeah okay good that's 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 basically what you just painted in my in my mind is that 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 film national yeah. vacation yeah brilliant.
2: yeah that's actually what it felt like honestly really? <laughs> like it was a chevy chase sort of moment it, everything was oh, going yeah but we did it and yeah. we could say we did it
0: must have, must have <laughs> grand canyon was real gorgeous. yeah i bet it was i bet yeah. it was must, must have given you some real like a real insight into the size of your country yeah,
2: it's it's massive. It's stupidly mm. massive. And like for all the fact that a lot of it feels crowded, um, there are great open stretches of absolute nothing for miles yeah, upon right. miles in some places.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Crikey. Mm. Yeah, amazing. It's interesting to think as well. Like in in America, I think there isn't there isn't really any land that nobody doesn't own.
2: Somebody owns. Correct. It. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so even, even when you're expand- driving through the literal middle of nowhere on historic route 66 which is kind of like you know the old 60s 70s road that that a lot of people would take which has now Mm -hmm. been replaced by more modern highways mostly and a lot of the businesses there are dying Mm -hmm. even those little ghost towns are still technically owned by some owned by someone so yeah yeah it's kind of it was it was fun it was kind of wacky but um you know and stressful as hell but it was cool (laughs) in a way okay cool
0: yeah. Cool. And you, you moved out to California to increase your, uh, was it your voice your voiceover work, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I picked up a little bit of extra voiceover work while I was there. Um, cool. But mostly I still ran D&D games and I'm still yeah, doing nice. that here. So
0: <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. J- James and I are talking, I don't know if you, that uh, uh, probably actually just before you came on actually, before we started the podcast, we we're talking about how, um, how D&D has become so cool and about how it's probably down to the fact that Critical Role exists mm-hmm. and how they've made it sort of you know you're watching these american california sort of la sort of types playing dnd yep. running rolling rolling dice but they seem like they should be the sorts of people that aren't doing that but actually they are doing that and it's right it's yep. kind of made the game open the game up to a more of a broader spectrum of people, I think. For
2: sure, for sure. And I think Critical Role certainly kicked it off, I think, but there's been so many other good ones like Dimension 20 Mm. and a whole bunch of others. You know, the the Dungeons and Daddies podcasts and um, all these cool live play things that just have... Made people realize, even even Baldur's Gate three, right? Like the the voice actors are playing their own game. I just read something about um oh god, I'm gonna butcher his name, but I think it's Doug Cockrell, the guy who voices Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher games. Mm -hmm. Him and a whole bunch of other voice actors are also starting their own D and D podcast or live play series or something, and they are apparently like a lot of people are really excited about this, and it's apparently going to be really good momentum. So, I don't know those (laughs) things. So um, <clears a thing throat> we got to get a RPG. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, surprisingly yeah. right. Yeah. But we got to get uh, ours back off off the ground, right? Yeah, we
0: should. We totally should. Maybe we could, like, like I don't know, do like an expansion from this. Mm. Somehow. Mm. Maybe well, kind we... of, like, expand into the realms of doing a live one. While yeah, the a world of Tail Table.
1: JC, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tail uh, Table. Are you doing one of the... Because chari- we're doing charity streams throughout November for November? Yeah, I think I'm that was
2: mostly one. an in-person thing, right? So sadly, no, because I'm not going to be there until the very end. But um, I'm, I'm going to be watching for sure.
0: Yeah, it'll be good fun. yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. yeah, yours is all online, aren't they, James?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Looking forward should to be, it? Should be, yeah, yeah. Really what good. day is so, it again? 17th of November? 17th of November. Friday cool, cool, cool. uh, we'll the 17th of November. Cool, cool, cool. I think we'll Remember
2: the 17th of November
0: because I'm producing that one for you, aren't I? I yes. think it might be a good idea to to turn up an hour before we start just so I can like <laughs> figure out what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> or maybe no, or maybe we'll or maybe we'll meet beforehand and we'll figure it out beforehand. Hmm. That might be yes. a good idea. Yeah. So I don't I don't just want to wing it, which I probably no. will just do. If anyway. there's a way we can use
1: Discord to do the to do the video. Yeah, we can. And audio. Yeah, yeah, That's, can. That would right. be perfect because um, Luke yeah. has got a, an incredible ability to find the sound bites to use on the soundboard that you get built in with Discord. Uh, he oh, upgrades his own ones. Um, and cool. Usually very, very funny. And <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> weirdly appropriate ones <laughs> that you can find for any scenario. Oh, great.
2: Amazing.
0: <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be really fun. How many players have you got all together, James, in your group? Forward? Four. Four, um, four for four, November. Four, okay, four. four, four let, me write, let me write this down. Sorry, uh, uh, everyone everyone that's listening. This is <laughs> <laughs> doing some quick logistics. <laughs> yeah, um, a quick this thing is why you tune in, in, right? Yep. See how uh, it all works behind quest, the scenes. The November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, <laughs> fucking hell. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to redo the template that I made. That's fine. No worries. Amazing. Sweet. So any news from the RPG world then, James? Uh
1: yes, course, we've, we've lot, got got quite a bit. Uh, so, first of all, talking of Critical Role, um, they are doing their own charity um, live stream for Red Nose Day. Um, Those cheeky on, bastards. I know, at the end of Copied November. Us. So, thankfully, it doesn't, right. doesn't coincide with mine at all. So, if anything, mine's like a warm-up for the, for yeah, the yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll opening for them. Okay, but you're still the og <coughs> okay.
2: that's that's the important part you're the original the classics yes, and exactly. <laughs> so,
1: mine's first okay. so right, right, right. <laughs> uh yeah so they're doing that uh november 28th um and then it all released on podcast on the on the 29th nice. oh sorry yeah um and tw- december 5th so live november 28th video on demand november 29th podcast nice. december 5th
2: did you, do you do you guys remember when uh, Matt Mercer did the red Nose day thing uh, with Stephen Colbert? Did you guys yes. ever see that? Yeah, I yes. saw that, yeah. What like, a legendary just, yeah, just the two clip. of them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah, just the two of them. That. And Colbert was incredible. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Really he's a, great. He's a massive dork as well. It, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he
0: loves he loves Lord of the Rings, isn't he? He does. Huge. My favorite
2: got- I, I I was just having this conversation with my friend who does listen to this podcast, so hi Chrissy. Um, but um, my favorite all-time clip from any talk show interview is Colbert and James Franco having a Lord of the Rings off and Franco it he he challenges he's like all right Colbert he's like um I've been rereading the Silmarillion name me three just three of of the Valar right the sort of gods of the Lord of the the Rings universe And you could see Colbert's face change in that interview for a second, right? He's all like friendly host. And then he just taps into his inner hidden nerd for a second. And you see it like a shadow cast over his face. And he's like, and I don't know them very well, but he's like, do you mean Anway who kindled the night stars or do you mean Omar? And he like proceeds to give like, all the Valar names and all of what they That's do great. in their domains. And it's like, it gets increasingly good. And he's like, You come into my house. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's legendary. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah that's brilliant but anyway sorry james
1: (laughs) no no that's totally fine so uh, that's 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 all the all the critical role news i have this week Mm. um the other news that we have is that due to a manufacturing issue the physical version of the deck of many things is going to have a delayed release date um so the digital digital one's still coming out on november 14th so it's okay. not going to impact me personally, uh, but if you have purchased a digital and physical bundle together, you'll still receive the early access to the book on th- October 31st, so tomorrow, oh. um, but your physical copy will be delayed. Um. So, yes. Um, oh, well, whoa. Not, not, Do not we know the, end, what the end defect of the world. was? No, I don't think so. Um,
2: oh. I wonder, I wonder.
1: I think there there have been some some people's ideas there. Um, there might be a defect with the foil cards. Um, uh, so yeah, right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Recall mm. some of those because apparently foil cards nightmare to work with. Um, yeah,
2: they oh, really. I wonder. Maybe this is uh, a <laughs> penguin random house sabotaging the job, being like, "Oh, you don't want to <laughs> use this anymore. Let's send <laughs> yeah, some right. guy to the print house and mm. screw up the foil run."
1: <laughs> you want to go with a cheaper she print house? Here, is... well. <laughs> this yeah, is right. what happens.
0: I wonder if we'll notice a difference i don't think we would mm. would we? oh
1: you uh, know what I, I really hope doesn't happen is that like the format of the outside of the books don't start to change because if i have to put them next to if i do get a physical copy of anything i don't want to put it next to my old physical copies of stuff and have everything be like slightly out mm, of the D yeah, yeah. logo is not yeah. quite
2: sitting in the right yes. place i i feel you and i had to come to terms with that ages ago when i started collecting mm. the collector's editions of the books yeah. and releases mm. and i'm like oh the logo's Com- placement is completely inconsistent. I'm gonna have yeah. to just live with this. <laughs> really? Well, <What, on> the <laughs> yeah. C- the ones—they're yeah. not like yeah. in the same place. Well, yeah, no, they don't. They don't have the logo in the yeah. same place. Not not usually, or better said, the logo is stylized, so there's yeah. more graphics and stuff around it, which means that they all sit and look different. Um, and obviously the, the covers are completely different and sometimes the material of the cover is completely different. So if anything, it kind of looks cool because it less, less like an encyclopedia set, like yeah. a standard collection would look, but more like a very diverse, colorful, um, each book is its own thing kind of collection. Right. Nice. Um, although I miss the soft touch. They're not really, I don't know, the last couple of releases I haven't been doing the soft touch covers, which is really sad. Um, those were nice. Yeah. I think yeah,
1: if you yeah, get yeah. all all the collectors edition ones, then it wouldn't bother me that they don't yeah. all match, because right. I have like five that match, and then two that don't. That don't. Yep. Irritate <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: see Robbie. I see it behind you. You have the. Yeah, nice I've only I've, I've scripts on the
0: um, the standard versions. Yeah. yeah. I've got some yeah. Star Trek ones in there as well. And <laughs> They're just mucking up your collection. <laughs> yeah, mucking it up. Yeah, right. Just literally in the middle. One book's not facing the right way round.
2: No God. That means you use them, though. That's that's a sign of usage. That's, that's good.
0: Me, that's me reading it. What's that one? That's the gamma. That's the gamma quadrant. Star Trek Adventures. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah,
2: I'm a I'm a right dork.
1: Right?
2: Tucked away with your D and D books. Gosh, that's fine. horrible. We're
1: allowed, be, we're allowed to be dorks. Um,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you care about your book placement and organization, yeah. clearly we're in the right vein yeah. of nerdiness. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly,
2: exactly. But yeah.
1: I always like people's bookshelves d- done by color. But you find that book series don't ever run in color order and i have to have them like chronologically in order mm. otherwise mm. It annoys I respect otherwise that. I'd, I'd really like yeah. to have them organized by color but it would just oh, it would be horrible <laughs> to <laughs> try oh, and gosh, read a really? series <laughs> <laughs> i start uh, again
2: i want what? a series like an 18 book series or something where like the spine slowly creates a piece of artwork you, you've oh, seen oh yeah, those, right? nice, yeah. yeah. Like, nice, some of them nice. some people have done it with lord of the rings and but that's yeah. you know three books plus whatever else you're at wheel in. of time wheel of time yeah. probably does that yeah, you can. yeah. Um, how many books I've got, 18 19 with that series something, yeah, it's crazy. A lot. something like that it's a lot sort well, well, of truth as well that was like a 15 16 book series but <sighs> Sword whoa. of truth oh god um forget i mentioned anything rob don't oh, ever really look it up. oh okay okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry robert jordan i uh, no, not robert <laughs> jordan um whatever his name was uh, brandon terry Son? terry goodkind that was terry it. goodkind terry goodkind um yeah it, it started okay and ended not great in my opinion
1: uh, really <laughs> oh, after 15 it, books that's a lot of reading to get to a shit yeah <laughs> well
2: here here's the thing it in in the weird vein that like it started with light philosophy and very slowly became very heavy-handed ayn rand philosophy like okay. oh really it, yeah, oh the Ad- Ad- Adla- yeah Sh-
0: atlas shrugged
2: atlas shrugged desk very oh, like wow. it felt at the end like i was reading a slightly more fantastical version of atlas shrugged that's what it felt <laughs>
1: really yeah oh dear mm-hmm. how wow
2: and i'm i'm ashamed i didn't catch it sooner to... but i was like ah, at this point i gotta yeah. finish it you know
0: <laughs> yeah man i, I read I... *Atlas Stroked* and i really liked it mm. but i didn't like the philosophy mm-hmm, but i liked mm-hmm. but i loved how how is it she isn't it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I loved how what, how she wrote it. I, like I loved
3: like
2: yeah, her the, pr- her prose is wonderful, is, but the yeah, philosophy yeah. is a, is a little heavy handed and can be yeah. a little right leaning. And I wonder how many podcast listeners we're going to lose now that I'm bashing Terry Goodkind. Sort of <laughs> series oh, you're not ba- you're not but... bashing Terry Goodkind.
0: <laughs> right? you're, just, you're just offering up offering up your 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 take and your criticism
2: That's right? true. That's true. Although I mean, even from the first book, I'm sorry, the villain's name is Darken Rawl, Really? <laughs> okay, cool. and Rall. Yep. Yeah, cool. Darken Rawl. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. anyway fun times on that
0: i um i tried reading the uh the stephen king attempt at fantasy with his dark tower series oh yeah me just, too once upon just, a time I just can't couldn't get past the fourth book mm. with the i think we might have spoken about it before with the riddles on the train right 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 it's just because it, it just seemed like he was just making up stuff i was just like oh, this is just crap. <laughs> i hear just that some, i haven't
2: cool. read the whole series through i think i read the first three books i don't even get up to the fourth mm what i what i hear from that is that there's certain hurdles you have to get over but eventually like as a whole the series is pretty good i okay. have heard the same thing about jim butcher's um oh god i'm blanking right now uh you know you guys know jim butcher it's like the yeah, urban oh um, yeah, I do. yeah he's got the like urban a... wizard from chicago yeah. whose name i can't remember right now and yeah. everyone listening probably hates me um
0: uh, jim uh, butcher yep i know i know you, i know the... mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i can mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. it i can see it in my yep. head.
2: i heard really good things about this series and i have yet to dive into it fully so i've got to do it at some point um it is Warrior, Warrior dresden, files. Dresden, dresden, dresden files dresden files, files. Yeah, that's it. It.
0: That's
3: that's it. yeah that's it dresden yeah. files
2: it's that kind of okay. Listen, guys, it's a Monday morning. All right, it's not even ten o'clock. I haven't had coffee. Please forgive us for not remembering <laughs> yeah, right. right off the bat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had I had one of his books, but I never read it. Hmm. Jim Butcher. I had a yeah. few of his. Yeah, Skin Game. I had.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin I Game. Get, I,
0: used, I used to get <clears sent throat> books all the time by publishers when I used to be because I was be a book critic for The Huffington Post, and they used to send me so many books. Mm. And I just it just got to the point where I just couldn't read any of them because it's just like just in, and they'd always send me like book three in a series <laughs> I'm not you're like, read. Thanks. And I'm like yeah. thanks. Yeah, I'm not going to read. What do, this do so I do with I'm this? Like, yeah, what can I do with it? Yeah, I could use it as a like like a, like a doorstop mm. or something. I Actually,
2: I just looked it up. This the Dresden Files is still going. Like the last yeah, book huge. was published in 2020, and that was book 17. Book 18 is TBA. Um, apparently it's called Twelve Months, and we think it's twenty twenty four. So like it's still being worked on. That's and that's cool. Um, have, have either
0: of you ever written any books?
1: You ever... No,
2: I've uh, you. I've, I've started I've
1: one. Um, yeah. But yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I I have as well. just <laughs> ago.
2: Yeah. What's it's yours a... about, James?
1: Oh, uh, it's your yeah, you know standard fantasy with a bit mm. of Lovecraft chucked in. Um, oh, cool, written, great.
2: cool yeah mine mine was standard fantasy as well so this is a book series that like i've always dreamt about finishing and i started it when i was 11 so it's needless to say gone through numerous rewrites and one day i'll get back into it seriously but um you know your your taste and your your competence evolves i guess as you as you mature a bit and um I, i recently unearthed some of those original notes that i started writing when i was like 11 or 12 and i was like actually this is this is a goldmine of weird shit, but it's, it's good. Like I need to incorporate some of this stuff back. I had great names and I'm like, where did that go? How come I stutter and stumble with names in, in my games now? How come I developed all these cool names? So Mm. yeah,
0: it's it's Ace, isn't it? I, I, um, I, I started writing when I was about sort of 13, 14, something like that Mm. and being, Hugely dyslexic. I obviously couldn't actually write anything, and I've read back on some of the stuff I used to write, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I on about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? It's what like, it's is like, like, grammar of like a, I don't know, just like ending sentences halfway through them. It's <laughs> like, just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, funny. Man. Very funny.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. But yeah. Right, any any more news, James?
1: Um. Yes. So big bit of news um Ooh, okay. there is unearthed arcana eight there is a survey going around for it on the wizard of the coast website um but the unearthed arcana is for bastions uh and cantrips so bastions um it's a system they are thinking about implementing um which is a series of level dependent benefits so starting at fifth level you get a bastion as part of your level up well, i suppose it's dm discretion but Mm. at level five you can get a bastion so it contains two special facilities that can give you in-game benefits and as you level up you'll get uh two more at ninth 13th 17th level um and so it looks like it's essentially a base building uh game much like yeah. uh the the dwarf uh thing that you were talking about <laughs> <Rob>. uh so <laughs> there's um it's a lot of cool stuff actually it looks like having read through the the pdf that that you have access to so um mm lots of different rooms and, and things you can have built into your, like a menagerie of creatures you can have in there. Ooh, oh, oh, um, <laughs> uh-oh. So you can have yeah. like guilds that you like incorporate into it. And they've got a list of, of guilds on there. Um, yeah. look, nice. It looks really cool. So you can have like a get you can have a gaming hall so you can like open your own casino sort of, and there's tables Sweet. for the amount of money that that brings in uh, from your gambling den. Yeah. Um, oh god yeah it's really cool so like you have a theater teleportation circles like libraries smithies um all this sort of stuff um that give you benefits uh in game and it's something that you've got to make sure that you maintain and you can have hirelings that maintain it for you but you're supposed to take time out of the game to do this uh, and they've given ideas for events um within the uh, the bastion as well so like maybe you've got Whoa. an employee in your gambling hall who's like on is like taking and skimming money off the top and things like that so like plot hooks um, that works into it as well for like side quests
2: we oh, have entered the cool. warlords of drainer expansion of D at this point yeah that's that's exactly what this reminds me of building at your home base certain rooms that give you certain character benefits different functions and other npcs that maintain your home base and get you income and stuff like that while you're off adventuring that's That's the warlords of drainer wow expansion this is exactly what that is is it yeah Ah, yeah yeah. that's what that was the big thing for that expansion it otherwise sucked um but that was kind of like oh player bases and you had like your own instance and stuff and that's exactly what this felt like or this feels like
1: i mean it's it's like a good amount of detail i feel like there was who would say who did the book um
2: strongholds and followers
1: strongholds and followers Matt uh, I feel like it's uh, yeah that which is great um I feel like it feels like it's a less detailed version like an easier more version accessible. of that more accessible yeah. version of that yeah. um, mm-hmm okay, cool so yeah so I mean I like- you can go you can have a read through it and give feedback at the moment uh, on the website so if you do uh, if you're interested in um, in it you want to have a read through and then you find stuff that you don't like or that you want or you or changes you'd make that it's available at the moment to suggest those changes so if you're really into it then i'd suggest maybe going and doing that while you can yeah. um Cool. yeah and there's also some changes to some cantrips most notably chill touch is finally a touch spell um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no does it deal cold damage instead of necrotic too uh,
1: i don't, don't know uh, uh, but i will find out uh chill touch uh what does it do mm, no still necrotic but it's still
2: necrotic. you know what's funny um how Baldur's Gate 3 changed the name of that cantrip like literally every other spell in that game that they have is pretty at least title accurate right and mechanics Mm. very similar but they called it bone chill instead of chill touch I think because they assumed that people would get confused similarly Mm. that thinking it's a touch spell Mm. God I bet the designers are kicking themselves over that choice from all those years ago yeah right Um... Yeah, hilarious so funny yeah
1: oh yes also true strike um has been changed as well so rather than wasting a turn and an action to cast it incorporate into the spell you will then you get an attack with the weapon that you're using true strike on
2: ah cool actually Uh, that makes it pretty powerful then that's just an add advantage cantrip weapon attack that's pretty cool
1: yes but uh, it will use your spellcasting ability for the attack and damage rolls instead of using your strength or dexterity. So. Interesting. Okay. So that's how they've tried to more that. More
2: specialized, right? For more things like yeah. eldritch knights and uh, arcane tricksters, maybe, or uh, uh, hex blades and stuff. Okay. Hex
1: blades, I think, especially, it will be very yeah. cool.
2: Blade singers, right. That's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah, sick. Um,
1: yeah. 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 Anything else, James? Uh News-wise, that is all I had for this week. Mm. Okay,
2: but we got to talk about Planescape, and since it oh. finally came out, yes. Oh, hold yeah. on, oh, I'm pulling oh, out oh. my. So, Planescape. by the way, you are now witnessing, or at least okay. hearing, for those of you listening, me unwrapping my Ooh. my Planescape for the first time because I actually bought it oh, and didn't massive. unwrap it yet.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. You get a screen as well.
2: Uh huh. So... It's like oh, um. Yeah. That's i guess good. it's similar to the spell jamming kind of idea right mm. they were oh, like yeah, hey yeah, this yeah. is a new setting so or a revived setting if you
0: will adventures in the multiverse yeah, yeah. Yes. i'm excited all very all very current pop culture loving a bit of multiverse aren't they the, we are loving the multiverse. Human. everyone's pretty good different i don't know about
1: you guys different universes yeah, yeah it's um i've not read much into the adventure um, hmm. but what I have been doing is reading into the monsters um that they've released with it and they are Classic. pretty cool are they've they also yeah. right. um they've also released um as sort of part of that the multiversal menagerie is uh an area in the book that allows you to take creatures that already exist and ha- have them have different planes influence them so um like unicorns influenced by the abyss if they've stayed too close to a portal to the abyss for too long and things like that Um, and they've got a good list of like more 13 or 14 um different planes and examples of um how the creatures can be influenced by them or or, and also people as well so if you're trying to build npcs that live in um, proximity to these uh, gate towns, um, for instance, um, that is going to be a major part of the of the setting and the story as well. Uh, nice it gives you the ability to to do that, and so they've got things like the Beastlands. Um, creatures can see invisible creatures and objects as if they were visible, um, right? Because oh, they're cool. good, good tracking. Dude, um,
2: we got an uh, time dragons. Yes! Oh,
1: there's time dragons. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Literally, like two weeks too late because i had just sort of came up with my own stat block for a time (laughs) tracking and my own artwork and stuff for one in a game that i was running and now i'm like oh well now now they're past it great i can't bring it back oh god (laughs) or i can because it's time you know exactly exactly exactly
0: that's That's why that's why doctor who works so well is you can just literally change the plot and change everything all around because there's different timelines different things it's reset like,
2: the count yeah. every time that I, I haven't watched it in several seasons but i remember back when they were still introducing people and and every time they were like oh this is your final reincarnation doctor there's no more for you and then they always found yeah, right. a way to cheat that right like oh yeah. actually there was one that we pulled from the future that's coming now and uh, so actually ridiculous. we reset the timeline because we can do that and you're like
0: yeah, right. no, it's like reset the whole. Oh, you can just regenerate as often as you like. It's like, oh, yep. oh yep. Right, okay, yep. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It's just like, okay, all right. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> like, but it was, I theme. guess it was
2: it was kind of clever, right? In a way that mm. that only Doctor Who can do because you that way you keep the stakes, so you feel the pressure throughout the whole season, right? Oh God, he's heading to an inevitable end, and yeah, there's that moment. What the Day of the Doctor episode? Remember when the the battle of whatever mm. where he was and he, he dies there? Got a fray. Gallifrey. Thank you for remembering. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you know, they find a way to wedge that around, around and change yeah. it. And so it was
0: great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, re- I really, I really like nice. Doctor Who. I'm a kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm into. I have a bit of a love hate relationship with it because I, mm. I, I'm a big fan of the original, the original original series. I really love those. The one with David Tennant was great. Um, and then the one with some the Matt Smith ones were were awesome but I didn't like Matt Smith so much but I loved mm. the stories that were in it and then and then um, I think it just after that it just kind of just went a bit silly
2: mm-hmm. Capaldi
0: was, and everything yeah, Capo- else Cap- Capaldi, Capaldi was like I think they wasted Capaldi because Capaldi's an excellent actor Right but I think they wasted him a little bit weird because he could have he could have brought some real serious darkness to Doctor Who mm. which I think he did in some occasions but other occasions like you know there'd be like a, a tyrannosaurus rex attacking <laughs> London for example <laughs>
3: It's, yeah it's
0: like you know and just silly things like that where you're just like come on like give us like a really gritty story mm-hmm. you know like... I remember
2: that's exactly my impression from the revival starting with Eccleston and up through the end of Matt Smith was that every other episode felt incredible and then almost in a perfect pattern the in-between episodes were silly and there was always yeah. like you know a blob monster or a t-rex attacking the city yeah. but then the next one had like insane personal stakes and crazy uh yep. theories about what happened to this character and and a deep mm-hmm. delve into the t- into the doctor's past and then yep. the next episode was blob monster part two you know?
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so, i think what they what they tried to do with it is they realized that they that they were because obviously the market with uh, the new lot was children they were going after like mm. sort of young sort of like like teen like you know like young sort of teens sure as being the market but that's but in a way doctor who the original one was for adults and it just mm-hmm. happened that kids would sometimes watch it but they weren't supposed to which is why it was quite scary like there's so so yeah. many dark episodes in the yeah. the old original ones that were like you know you you can clearly tell this was not made for children this is mm-hmm. like dark mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. whereas like the, the new ones is like oh yeah yeah squishy squishy fun times <laughs> and it's just like mm. <laughs>
2: You were gonna say something there, James. I saw you were like,
1: ah, yes. Yeah, ah. uh, no, I was. Yeah, I I sort of agree. That it's it seems less serious now than it, than it did when you first watched it. And you're right. It's it's a, and it happens with a lot of things where adults like it, and it was sort of meant for maybe like young adults initially. But those adults have grown up, and yeah. like I I used to watch like the old David Tennant Doctor Doctor Who's, and I think I stopped when Matt Smith was was Doctor I, I stopped watching then um but the who was it it was Tennant and before him it was Chris Eccleston Eccleston yeah mhm and that was that was good and yeah it just it seemed more serious then yeah. i think and now it doesn't seem so much and then that's I well i like the about it yeah mm. well i'm
0: t- i'm talking of like the tom baker era like we're yeah. talking like right back, back into like, this early 70s 60s doctor yeah, who like really fucking dark i yeah. think this i have the same problem horrendous. with that
1: that i do with the original star trek series where i i i'm used to tv looking a certain way and that sure, doesn't yeah, sure. match <laughs> it doesn't work the low
2: budget what do you mean the low budget non actual special effects where it's just people in costumes
0: you're a a spoiled entitled mofo that's just used to like the cgi and when 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 actors when actors get replaced with ai you'll just like you know welcome them in
3: yeah
2: yep. who's to AI. say that james is not an ai program he is far too is. good looking yeah. for normal james is AI. <laughs> yeah. He's AI. This,
1: is, this is all digitally recreated you should see yep. me without the filter on the screen <laughs> <laughs> I, I already run <laughs> <laughs> online games AI? Screens. uh no no we couldn't rob we couldn't no. be replaced with ai at all no, <laughs> no. you don't think <laughs> no we
3: could oh this is, this is uh, a question no, for know, the
2: ages right happen. this could be a whole podcast in and of itself um i don't think so i i think an ai as good as it is at adapting and answering questions can't it can't okay so let me let me rephrase this i was gonna say it can't predict the randomness that players will occur i think it can predict but not satisfyingly answer it right i think that there is a human element to entertainment and um keeping people laughing and, and rolling and and funny that AI can't predict and can't compensate for. Plus like D and D has evolved so much from what it used to be, right? Where it was just a dungeon combat simulator before. Now it's such a thick role playing game. And we see excellent examples of that in critical role and other, other streams and such where you can really tell a good story and explore these deep character arcs and, feel like you're you can get emotional right i've made players cry i've cried um i've I've, you know players have made me cry i've made myself cry like you can really explore a lot of places and i don't know that we have maybe ai is capable of that at some point of writing an emotional plot line but not acting through it you know
0: no you're right there's still a human
2: element that needs to happen like you can't train an artificial intelligence yet at least to emulate human emotion on such a level
0: yeah think. yeah and also as well if the players are aware that they're they're being run by an ai D- dm it would be it would change their their approach to the game i think they would yeah. they would push yeah. the boundaries right. and test and test what they could and couldn't do and you know what I mean? Like, they'd make they'd make sort of decisions that they would never really make if it was a DM that was... 100%. 100%. Someone.
2: It's the difference of playing... a Like, it's similar to video games, right? You make different decisions in a video game versus in a live-action role-playing game, like, or, sure. or just a role-playing game at the table. Um, you know in a video game intrinsically that you are going to be bound by the rules, the mechanics, and the walls of that, right? Whereas in a game yeah. like DD, yes, there's mechanics and rules, but you can emulate anything you would want to do or you can imagine your character doing you can't imagine in the new spider-man game you can't you know walk into every store and order a coffee for instance but in D and D, if you tell your dm you want to walk into the store and order a coffee your dm is obliged to do that hmm. right to follow as along,
0: long as so. coffee exists in that world and... right
2: right exactly or you know instantly make their and... own fantasy <laughs> version of coffee ah yes <laughs> the magical extract of the cacao bean <clears throat> oh the cacao whatever. bean yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever
2: yeah
0: you're absolutely right it's true it's it's i think even with like the what the whole that's gone on with sacrafora and stuff at the moment like with the ai enacting it's it's mm. like with their with their um
1: wait what
2: what happened? <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Zach Efron. What is that? Right? Did I, did Sa- I say
0: Zac Efron? Sa- 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 sag- oh, sag. Sag
2: Efron. Sa- did I say it wrong? No no, 30, no, 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 no. You said sag after, and I, you said it yeah, quickly, and there was a bit of a glitch on my end, and I heard Zach Efron. That's really fun. <laughs> I was like, has he been AI this whole time? That yeah. explains so much. <laughs> turns out he's not yeah, a real man. Right. Yep. yeah But no, you're right. Yeah.
0: So it's because I, I was having this conversation with Charlotte, every day, cause she, she's an actor and she's not been working for like the last year because of, because mm-hmm. of the strikes. Mm-hmm. And, and she, and, I was, and she's like worried about it. And I was saying to her, like, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, the audience will decide. It's like, you look at like how, how many, how many, how much entertainment medium is there on a flat screen that we watch on an evening? There's quite a bit. You've got cartoons, you've got anime, mm-hmm. you've got um, obviously TV shows, you've got movies, You've got all this amounts. different types, different yeah. types of all essentially doing the same thing, but a different approach to those, to that entertainment. So a TV show, for example, is like, you know, it's a completely different approach to a movie. Right. Granted, it has actors in it, but anime, for example, has voice actors in it. You know, it's completely different. It's yep. a different approach. And yep. I think if they have AI acting out different things, it will be more towards this Transformers end of the spectrum where it's Mm -hmm. like action action bang 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 yeah 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 basically things that actors like like you know they read a script and they're like god what a dog shit script this (laughs) is but i'm gonna do it because the money's amazing (laughs) yeah right you know i'll do it because the money's amazing but oh my god like it's just full of exposition it's just a load of crap right but like the true (laughs) the true meaningful stories about the human experience you're gonna want to have a human portraying that. You're not gonna want right. to have an AI portraying that. Right. But if you go to watch watch Star Wars Fifty Six or whatever, and you're sat there and you you don't you don't you probably won't care if it's acted out by whoever because it's just That's dog shit. True. We'll we'll end up yeah. living
2: in a world that it shares, right? And I think we're yeah. we're obviously too young to to know this or to uh, experience this, but I feel like this has probably happened in history many times so far sure. with with entertainment. Think about when tv came out for the very first time and and threatened radio or films i guess came out and threatened radio and then everyone was like oh no the big screen is going to die because the television has been invented and now tv shows are thing. they still live side by side you know movies started we, we got talkies after silent films and everyone thought you know that would end how certain things were yes it ended the silent film industry but they they've it's just kind of adapts and continues its own life right we still have radio we still have movies and alongside tv and soon we'll have ai generated projects alongside human generated projects.
0: absolutely well well even podcasts i mean who would have thought of podcasts yeah people people are just listening to us you know they're not seeing us you know and it's it's the same kind and that was from a medium that was invented effectively radio i suppose right invented right. like you know in the earliest 20th century so it's, it's yeah it just yeah. is
2: rebranded in a way right this is kind of just still radio in, in yeah. a strange way but Abso- yeah, yeah absolutely
0: yeah. just radio yeah. on demand i guess
2: right 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 well i mean and how tv everyone thought you know the the streaming services would be the death of television it hasn't really been i mean sure there's probably less but it's still there right yeah. it just coexists at this point
0: well it's like the the best thing that ever happened to the horse was the car Right. Because horses were just like completely mistreated, like horrendously, you know, just seen yeah. as a commodity. I mean they are I suppose they are in a ways now, but Still, nowhere, near, nowhere near as bad as what it was. Right. You know? And now they're like now they're like a treasured thing that you own if you have a horse. If you're yeah. lucky if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to have a, to own a horse, right. you know, you probably love that horse to death. But before, you know, go back what a hundred years, everyone had to have one or yeah. you know, to a certain degree.
2: And you can't really flood a horse, right? Uh, That's that's true. You
1: can't flood a (laughs) horse. They they (laughs) can swim. In many, in many ways, maybe I should be looking at horses instead of cars. Maybe you should. (laughs) It would make it would make my hour and a bit drive to to jades every weekend slightly more difficult if I it wouldn't be a, it horse.
2: wouldn't be a drive anymore it'd be a ride
1: no it'd right? be a ride <laughs> uh, yeah
2: exactly I'd, I'd you'd be a little bit more Adam sore, sore. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah
2: you'd reach you'd reach level 40 as
0: well because you had a mount yep, yep. So, you know, so you'd, <laughs> That's right you'd obviously achieve something you could right head to there. the outlands now right. Yep. Yeah, yeah yeah you could literally like go across that land oh that was oh, one of the yeah. best moments in world of warcraft for me yeah a horse when you first just, got your mount just going mm-hmm. yeah they're just like
1: yeah Although, I felt like my bastion new, at the
2: top of the of the dragon right of the luck dragon <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <It's just> flying.
1: <laughs> so my new job is only a 10 minute walk from mine so theoretically i could get a horse it could keep my garden the grass in my garden nice and low yeah it's a lawnmower well you say that i can ride to, Horses
0: to Oh, yeah. do they? destroy land yeah yeah you look at That's look fine. at look my at any look at mess. any bit of any bit of meadow where you've got a horse and it is literally like the land is like
2: fucked. ripped up and ripped oh, yeah, total... shreds yeah sure yeah. not
0: my garden's
1: a little too small for a horse maybe maybe, maybe a large you. goat <laughs> <laughs> if i get a rideable goat yeah goat would work i'm golden i
0: was um i was at a farmer's market actually on uh when was it it was friday afternoon and I was um, selling my uh, coffee that I've been making. Uh, mm-hmm, the, yeah, plug for the coffee company that I've Doesn't created. It. What's it called? And, Rob? Uh, Tell
2: me more about this coffee. The Last Unicorn Coffee Company. Oh my gosh! Named after sounds my delicious. De- named
0: after my ongoing D D campaign that I've that I keep creating and keep doing. I Basically, I always theme it around this Last Unicorn, and the unicorn is like the um, the source of all magic in the realm, in my homebrew game. And that's basically yeah. So I just named it after that. But um, yeah, I've been doing that, been roasting coffee for about a year. But I've just nice. literally, the last two months, started my own business. And yeah, so there I was selling, so the story is basically I was at a farmer's market selling my coffee. And in my local town called Whitney, and um, Whitney is very much a sort of town where it's like there's a lot of sort of, you know, people just like, you know, going about their business, you know, doing their like things or whatever. And I maybe sold three bags, but the guy next to me was a goat farmer selling goat meat goat cheese what goat milk yeah yeah ah yeah. Uh, goat goat um like like uh, clothing maybe like socks
2: and, stuff. and stuff like uh-huh.
0: all that kind of business like Whoa. ready ready meal goat curries and he literally <laughs> made like he cleaned out
2: he banged yeah he, he, was, just there, made he bang. was there
0: for four hours and he was literally like <laughs> queues of people all queuing for this goat meat and i was like <laughs> what the hell goat what? meat is, man well because it's, it's novel
2: Right, yeah. you don't typically get that in coffee. Yeah, I mean yeah, I know. Yeah. Right,
0: <laughs> maybe I should do something different to coffee. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. back in my brains, I was like,
2: "How the hell is he like?" That's like goat incredible.
0: meat. <laughs> Here I am, freezing my ass off with all this coffee in front of me that I've like <laughs> took took me a week to roast, like, trying mm. to sell it. i just like, ugh.
2: Yep, yep. And yeah. then the goat meat guy next to you is the one cleaning out. Gosh, yeah, he's a great old <laughs> Yeah, it's bonkers. That's fun. yeah, that's so funny. oh my It's gosh. funny,
0: isn't it? Well, I'm guessing that's the end of the news. Um, I think so, yeah. So uh, what tales do we have from the tables, then, JC? Ooh,
2: we do have some tales. So I know James and I definitely have a couple of Spectarium tales to tell. Um, But we're going to kick it off with uh, Jordan's weekly Chronicles of Aaron game, which we've covered before. Um, And uh, in his own words, from Jordan, we finished out the Chronicles of Aaron Part 2 last night and had an action-packed finale with uh, his first... PC death so he feels it should be immortalized in this podcast Um,
0: Lovely.
2: so here we go Um, again in his own words we return to the party that have been adventuring in the plain of water through negotiations and in pursuit of their main goal they have found themselves in an agreement with a marid which some of you may know as the water based genie which involves retrieving an item for him that they had previously traded to the thieves guild Unfortunately, as part of their negotiations with the said Marid, the party bard was magically influenced by a hag they had interacted with before, causing him to insult the Marid to his face. Some decent rolls later and the bard's life is spared, but he is fitted with a magical item that will explode if he moves against the Marid or tries to open the chest they are fetching for him. Mm. Rushing back to the Thieves' Guild hideout, they find it has already come under attack by spawn, Deep Scions, and Chull, all of which they have encountered before. Fighting their way inside, they find the majority of the guild has retreated through a secret door pursued by their attackers. They do, however, manage to find the chest they are looking for, but it is both open and empty. Oh, the Bard nice. opts to pick it up and throw it into his pack just in case the Marid tries to twist their deal without the chest itself. Clever, right. actually. Yeah, yeah heading into the secret basement they find themselves inside these caverns formed in the ice that makes up the bottom half of the city of glass they make quick work of the assailants rescuing as many of the guild as possible but right as they begin to discuss the terms of their rescue they are interrupted by a familiar voice The hag has returned, this time intent on killing all of the party and taking the item that they are after. Several of the party rush her intent on killing her as quickly as possible, but when her turn to act comes, she surprises everyone. Instead of attacking, she takes out an amethyst crystal and exclaims, You're a bunch of little shits, and that's what you'll be. Shit! (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. So, obviously, I don't know how Jordan does his hag voice, but there's there's a default <laughs> generic one for you. The cavern rocks as a great crash echoes through its halls, then another, then the sound of shattering ice, and finally the bellow of an enormous creature as a fully grown remoras breaks through the walls, seemingly following the directions of Nanny Nightshade. A quick nature check allowed the fighter to work out that this was, in fact... And this is in quotes and in bold, very bad news, trademark. (laughs) Given the chance to say one thing to the rest of the party, he settled on, run! (laughs) Those able to immediately began to flee, with the thieves shouting directions that they did their best to escape. Our bard, however, realized that with the fighter engaged with Nanny and the remoras soon to close in on them, he would have to move in to help him escape. Thinking quickly, he casts fly on the already hasted fighter, giving him both the required actions to disengage and enough movement to get far away enough from the remoras so that it wouldn't be able to reach him. Unfortunately, this left him much closer to the creature than he would have liked. The Ramores closed the distance, having to dash to get to him, but the bard was now engaged in combat. The rest of the party are well down the tunnel at this point, but if left unchecked, the creature would soon catch up to them, so the bard decided to make sure it couldn't. Standing close enough that the heat from the creature's body was causing his skin to burn and blister, he made a difficult decision. Clay, the dwarf bard, taking a stand to protect his party, his friends, pulled the chest from his pack, and remembering the conditions of the Marid's spell, or the Marid's spell, he opens the lid. And there was an explosion. The force threw the rest of the party to the ground outside the cavern, and when they looked back, they saw nothing but collapsed ice and stone. Clay opened his eyes to the sound of a whetstone being drawn across a blade. He saw his uncle, a man who died many years before, and the reason he became an adventurer. He was sharpening his axe. His uncle looked up at him and smiled. Took you long enough. Come on. We've still got a job to do. The dwarf stood up and moved to open the door, revealing brilliant white light. And the rest of the party, somber, angry, upset, and feeling just a little bit of survivor's guilt, convinces the guild to hand over the item that was in the chest as they set off to complete their mission
0: nice there you go yeah really really nice that's a lovely um lovely send-off isn't
2: it yeah long live clay the dwarf bard Uh, and his heroic sacrifice
0: yeah well done clay nice one cool so so jc so you've got um An update from your Spectorium game, is that
2: right? Uh, I I do. Um, So this is actually a couple of weeks ago, um, but it was a pretty momentous occasion and kind of wacky, so I figured it would be good to immortalize. Um, Basically, what happened was my my party or the party in our game they've entered the Feywild and at this point they had befriended a small pixie named Tylena who is trying to get them to a place where they can kind of figure out what's going on and maybe how to return home clearly there is something happening in the Feywild that's kind of threatening it and it's leading to some dark forces but they didn't know the whole story so they said Um, It's time to go speak with Jenny, who is kind of like a recurring character I've talked about before. And she shows up in most of my games. Um, So the pixie is leading them over to a bridge. But at the other end of the bridge, they see this beautiful, pale, elven woman, no clothes, kind of combing her hair, her face uh, away from them. She's facing away. Her back is to them. She's singing to herself. And little by little, they start to get entranced by the song. And they all have to make wisdom saving throws. A couple of them fail. The rogue and our party fighters start to move closer to the sound of the voice because that's all they can focus on. That's all they want to do is be closer to this gorgeous ethereal singing uh, elf. And nice. they take a step into one part of the bridge and some of the bridge collapses out from underneath them. Luckily, they make their deck saves. Um, but that's when everyone realizes there's a bit of danger, even those that are still kind of charmed by the supernatural song. So they were making their way closer to the voice, but that's when bits of the bridge started to give out from underneath them, continuing, and that's when they started to realize that there was something going on, that there was danger present, right? Shit. And, oh yeah, two massive um harpies you know like women but disfigured huge feathery wings hard talons coming out big claws started emerging from the trees even the one that had been sort of under this enchantment and this illusion spell that made her look like a beautiful elven woman suddenly turned Mm. into her true form and started pursuing the party and they started trying to cut the ropes of the bridge so Long story short, too late, but eventually the party gets uh, free of the the song, right? They're no longer charmed, but they now have the problem that they're about to plunge into the cold river below because one of the harpies manages to cut through her end of the bridge. And so half of the bridge suddenly, this rope bridge suddenly starts hanging precariously on the side and everyone has to make dex checks to like sort of hang on and they're treating it right. as difficult terrain. And so the fighter um starts to do something really strange. Um he has a bit of rope tied to him um by the party rogue and that part of the rope is also tied off to the bridge. So through this weird maneuver he has his glaive and so he has a just enough reach to to hit the harpy at the other end of the bridge and I think he kills one of them and at this point he decides in order to rescue Another party member that was being carted away by one of the harpies in her talons. He decides to launch himself off the bridge that's already falling apart and tries to reach up with his glaive and hit this harpy at the same time as the rogue is flying underneath the party member to try and catch them if they fall. But he misses, he basically misses this attack, but it was just so weirdly epic because he just launches himself into thin air with the rope still dangling from his waist. It kind of in a Tarzan way, swings his way around, completely misses, George of the Jungle smashes into the side of the cliff wall and then takes some bludgeoning damage and then ends up falling down into the river below. But he's recently able to breathe underwater. So he starts treading water and ultimately ends up kind of saving the day it was kind of insane just a lot of weird little things happening all around and i'm sure there's many more epic moments from that scene that i have not included but they they were pretty clever overall and they obviously managed to get through it with a little bit of help from their pixie friend so it was pretty cool
0: cool yeah. And they're they're an experienced bunch, aren't they? of Players.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they have all played D D before in different versions of it. Some have been playing D D for a very long time. Some are a little bit newer to it, as of playing Fifth Edition. But um, yeah, no, there's still there's still something to be said for you know a, a new environment and how creative they can get with it. It still felt very much like people testing and pushing the boundaries of the game and the mechanics of the system and stuff.
1: Yeah, so my tale from uh, from the tables this week was from my Spectarium game on Wednesday. Um, we are currently running through a heist um, that is, uh, of course, part of uh, Keys from the Golden Vault. Love um, a good heist. Love a good heist. Um, so what they are currently trying to do is uh, steal back um, a um, a musical instrument that has been grave robbed um, from uh, from uh, a, a grave. Now- from a grave. Uh... <laughs> Funnily enough. Funnily enough. I agree. Um... <laughs> so uh, it was from a from a bard and they mm. have risen from the dead um, having had their instrument stolen from them. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. So to lay him to rest, they are going on an adventure to steal back the musical instrument um, that has been taken by uh, a man named Scythian who is running a conservatory for gifted musicians in the hope to bring some money in. And he wants to gift this um, magical um, musical instrument to one of his students.
2: Whoa, that's, that's a bit cool. of like a moral dilemma there, right? Do you do you let mm. the kid have the musical instrument that needs it? Or do you put the evil bard back to rest? <laughs> mm.
1: Well, he's a good bard. That does oh, right, right, confuse right, it right. further. He is, uh, he, mm. well, as far as the players are aware, a good bard um he oh, the, the town that he was laid to rest in is is his hometown that um he saved as an adventurer many times and, and things mm-hmm. like that so uh, it's interesting so but as it turns out um Scythian is deathly afraid of toads um so sadly spoilers toads
2: oh toads toads, toads. I frogs, thought you said toads. toads. And I was like, mm. <laughs>
1: it's getting real weird. No, uh... <laughs> yeah, bit of a weird fetish thing. Yeah. Although it'd be weird, I suppose it'd be more awkward for me to roleplay if he was super into toads. Um, so I'm glad it's not that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Amazing. Anyway, toads. Right.
1: Um, yes. So spoilers, actually, from uh, Axe from the Grave uh, adventure as part of uh, Keys from the Golden Vault. Mm. So okay, cool. Uh, he is deathly afraid of toads. Um, all frogs uh, having been eaten by uh, a large toad yep. uh, as giant a child, toad. Mm. A giant toad as a child, uh, not happy about that at all, and it is stuck <laughs> with him the rest of uh, well into his adult life. So wow. they they get to the conservatory uh, and they decide that they're going to try and blag their way into the uh, the vault um, after our. Um, one of our players, Sevi, who was playing an Artificer, um, went out into the river and caught two toads, <laughs> 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 and and used those toads to infuse an object with toad noises. Um, oh so they turn up at the at the conservatory, um, and as a reason to gain access. Uh, they convince Scythian and terrify him into believing that there are toads in the walls and in the pipes of the house Monsters. using <laughs> using this little music box uh, and then <laughs> these two live toads that they... St- discreetly put somewhere and then like uh, see look toads you've got toads, toads on the walls yeah, toads uh, <laughs> oh this looks like a
2: classic toad problem in your walls
1: yeah. here <laughs> was a, a big spiel from our paladin about hey sometimes they've they've rained from the sky toads i've seen it before man it's, uh, oh it's an act god. of god uh I, what it looks like <laughs> is that that's happened a load of them have dropped on the roof got stuck in gutters and made their way down through the walls um so mm-hmm. that's how that's how they very easily bypassed a lot of the adventure. <laughs> 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 but, they, but they're not brilliant. sneaking around the house anymore. They're being shown very easily around the different rooms as he's like, please, anything to get rid of the toads from the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, <it's
1: brilliant>. so. <laughs> really, really
2: cool. Poor oh. person scarred for life <laughs> by the <laughs> fake <laughs> toads. <laughs>
1: i guarantee they'll leave that little music box of toad doises oh most definitely yeah as
2: as parties are wont to do just Mm -hmm. for fun torture other people that will
1: go off Uh. every night at three o'clock in the morning in his bedroom Uh. oh my gosh
2: (laughs) oh great brilliant great
0: well thank you ever, ever so much everyone for joining us for this week's podcast um tune in for next week We've got, um, we actually have some live streams coming up uh, this month. Yeah. Uh, James, you've got one, haven't you, for November? Have, We're doing indeed. on the 17th of November. Um, it's going to be streaming on the Duck Twitch channel. Uh, you'll find information for that in the description below the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've also got Duck Fest coming up, which isn't a live stream, unfortunately. But if you've got a ticket for it, great. We've actually sold out, so you can't come. Yes. But, but hopefully, we will be announcing the new Rodock Fest, Rodock Fest three.
2: Whoa!
3: Um, what
0: around about end of November time? Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. yes oh, my, so my.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, um, the wheels are in motion. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Yeah. Very that. cool. So yeah. So wow. yeah.
0: So thanks everyone, and thanks. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, well, you'll hope, well you'll hear us next week. <laughs> That's
2: right. And in the Thank meantime, you. have a happy Halloween.
0: Yes, happy <laughs> Halloween, everyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: cool.
0: okay,